You know, I should have done this show earlier, but it's been way too fucking hot. Welcome back to the Ninja Nerd Warrior podcast for Tuesday, August 18th. I am your host, Greg Hernandez, and it's hot, folks. It is fucking hot out. Oh, my God. It's been like 106 all weekend. Uh, it's been, oh, my God. It's been like, it. I don't think I've had a day under like 102 in the last two weeks. This is some bullshit. And I live in Bakersfield, California, otherwise known as Satan's butt crack. Um, just so, yeah, if you're wondering why you're getting this show late, that's why, because it's been fucking hot. Uh, last Tuesday, I just tapped out and said, fuck it, I'm going to the beach. And so I called up the purple haired hottie. That is my research department. And I said, Hey, you want to go to the beach? And she was so down. It was awesome. So, um, this is why you hire your girlfriend to do, uh, the research department because it's not sexual harassment anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's been it's been fucking ridiculous. And you know what? If a trip to the beach is the worst thing you have to bitch about, you're not doing too bad. So I hope you guys are uh, beating the heat out there. I hope you guys are okay. And anyway, I have to make up for last week's show because I was so out of it that I went to I didn't get any news stories in. Um, at the moment, I can't remember why, but I got no news stories in. So. This is going to be just an all-news story show, okay? You guys don't have to put up with my bullshit opinion. Any, uh, not in this show, anyway. Anyway, uh, first story in. Ruby Rose is talking about why she left Batwoman. Sort of. Kind of. All right, this is where this gets kind of confusing because the story was posted on comicbook.com, but the interview was done with Entertainment Weekly where Rose said that... Uh, she had to. She made the decision to leave after doing some self-reflection while uh, during quarantine. Actually, she was in quarantine, and uh, now she has nothing but positive things to say about the show, the producers, everybody involved, which tells me she was not fired. Okay, so if there's any rumors out there that she was fired, my best guess. Again, folks, not a news show. This is not a news show. This is my opinion on shit. Uh, tells me that she was not fired. She tells It tells me that the decision was amicable. And she did go on to say that she got seriously injured during filming and she got hurt bad enough that it required emergency surgery. Now, we're never told what the injury was, but she did say that she had to have uh, emergency surgery. And then what sucks is she had to be back on set like 10 days later. Now, in my experience, okay, I've never had emergency surgery, but I have had stitches, and I do know that 10 days is like the minimum to let stitches heal. So basically, whatever that injury was, she was given enough time to let the sutures fully heal, and then she was back on set. Now, I don't know if that was her choice, if that was the show's choice, I have no idea. But 10 days is not enough time to, to recover from emergency surgery. And she even admitted that. She said that she, you know, she was back on set probably sooner than she should have been. 
And now it is possible. This is again where we get into just my opinion on shit. It's possible that the injury spooked her. And for some reason, she just decided, nope, nope, not doing this bullshit anymore, which I totally understand. I totally get this because any WWF fans remember Lita, Team Extreme, the Hardy Boys. Okay, Lita broke her neck doing an episode of Dark Angel. She did. It's always it strikes me as funny as shit, folks, when wrestlers do movies or TV shows. And of course, they're going to do their own stunts because that's kind of what they do. And I remember in the movie, her, I mean the movie, in the TV show, she does a Hurricane Rana, and apparently the professional stunt woman she was working with dropped her on her fucking head. As somebody who has been dropped on his fucking head on a spot that I did not call, that shit sucks. So, yeah, Lita actually broke her neck during an episode of Dark Angel, which probably shaved a good five years off her career. Wesley Snipes injured his knee. On I can't remember if it was a second or third Blade movie, but Wesley Snipes said, fuck this shit, not playing Blade anymore. Uh, if it was a second movie, I okay, I'm this is I'm really kind of trying to remember this in my head because I remember they had to throw just a fucking just truckload of money at him to do the third Blade movie. So I'm thinking what happened was he uh, he got hurt on the second one, said, fuck this shit, not doing it again. They wanted him for the third movie. He said, nope, fuck you. They backed the Brinks truck up to his house. He said, all right, fuck it, one more. So I get it. Anyway, so um, yeah, so Ruby Rose, that's why she quit. She's not telling us what the injury was, but you know what? Good on her. She got to be the first person to ever play Batwoman. I like the show. So yeah, wish her well, and um, we'll see what she's got coming on next. Moving on, folks, and I've got some great news coming up that I got some I got sponsors um, in the middle of this just ball busting heat. I hustled and I got a couple of sponsors now having sponsors. I might not be able to say the word fuck as much, but none of them have said anything about it. So I'm just going to continue to say fuck as much as I can, which is a great lead in to this sponsor. <laughs> First sponsor I got is downtown toys and comics here in Bakersfield, California. 1319th Street, and I gotta tell you folks, these guys are awesome. I went down there, and this is pretty much, they have a lot of collector stuff in there. They have a lot of, well, basically, I have my childhood under a one roof. It's fucking great. So, um, if you're ever in Bakersfield, California, and you're looking for some collectibles, check them out. Downtown Toys and Comics, it is 1319th Street, Bakersfield, California. Moving on, folks. Now, this one isn't a news story. This one is not a news story, so do not do not go out and report that uh, Jason David Frank and Jean-Claude Van Damme are getting in a fight because they are not. I wish. I'd put money on that shit. Anyway, so anyone who is – are you guys familiar with Superpower Beatdown? Uh, if you are not, then you need to go to YouTube, check out Superpower Beatdown, and these guys, they do short films on – do you guys remember Deadliest Warrior? Did anybody watch that show on Spike? Okay, if not, the concept was we take this group of fighters, for example, Roman gladiators, and we put them against the Native American Apaches, and we find out who's going to win. Great show. If, if you can find reruns of it out there, it's awesome. But an extension of that, and it's done by a lot of the same people, was Superpower Beatdown, where we take someone like Batman – and we put him against Wolverine, 
and we see who would win. Go check it out on YouTube. It's great. They have a Facebook page. I, I'm sure they have an Instagram as well. I should have researched this. But anyway, so on their Facebook page, you have all of their followers will just propose just random pair-ups, just random matchups. And the one I saw was Jason David Frank from the Green Ranger from Power Rangers against Jean-Claude Van Damme. And who would win in a fight? Well, here's what cracks me the fuck up. Because that fight almost happened. It actually almost happened. But we'll get to this. Now, we're going to match up the sides. We have Jason David Frank, who was actually a trained MMA fighter. He is an actual trained professional fighter. So, I mean, I give him the advantage because Jean-Claude Van Damme doesn't have any real martial arts training that we can verify. I know I'm going to piss a lot of people off because they're like, wait, hold on, it's fucking Van Damme. No, 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 no. Uh, I, <laughs> I made the mistake of telling my tattoo guy this uh, when I got the one tattoo that I have. And halfway through, I told him, like, yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme is not a real martial artist. And he looked at me like I just told him he was adopted. He was just like, what the fuck do you mean? I'm like, okay, here is the rumor of Van Damme's origin. Jean-Claude Van Damme was actually in a German ballet troupe, and he was a model in Europe, and he had these aspirations that he was going to come to the U.S. to become a movie star. Some agency saw him, and you know, if anybody who remembers Jean-Claude Van Damme in the, in the late 80s, early 90s, well, no, no, fucking late 80s, it was like the early 90s, Bloodsport came out in like 93. Good looking dude. Young, chiseled as fuck. I mean, any any modeling agency guy would have creamed themselves over this guy. So what they did was they brought him to the US, they taught him Hollywood martial arts, and they made him a Hollywood tough guy. I say Hollywood tough guy because Jean-Claude Van Damme actually got his ass fucking handed to him in a bar fight in New York. That happened. Apparently he thought it was the bar scene from Kickboxer. I wonder if he was doing the dance, same dance. Anyway, so, and I, I again, I have, I've never verified this, but I have heard the guy who allegedly kicked his ass who, because he did an interview on Howard Stern. And Stern asked him, well, you know, he didn't kick you. He didn't, you know, he didn't do any of his martial arts on you. And the guy said, no, I hit him in the fucking head with a bottle. Cracked Jean-Claude Van Damme with a beer bottle across the forehead. Now, I have noticed a scar on Van Damme's forehead, which may or may not have come from the bar fight. Again, this is all a legend. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and like factually say that Van Damme got his ass kicked because I don't want to get sued. Um, <laughs> I'm broke. He's not going to get anything from me. But So that was the rumor. That was the rumor that he got his ass kicked in this bar fight. But, like I teased earlier, the Jason David Frank, Jean-Claude Van Damme fight actually almost happened according to an interview that I read some magazine article with Jason David Frank where he actually talked about he got you know he got brought in for this this convention and he was going to meet Van Damme was supposed to be there as well Jason David Frank admitted that you know he used to be a really big Jean-Claude Van Damme fan up until this time they met at the convention because they were given the same dressing room so, Jason David Frank is is kind of geeking out a little bit, He's sharing a dressing room with Jean-Claude Van Damme and his childhood hero, and 
Van Damme comes in with his entourage and tells Frank, get the fuck out. And Frank's just going like, the fuck? Get the fuck out. I get, I, I, this is my dressing room and I get dressed alone. So Frank's like, all right. Like, he's not, not trying to beef with the guy. And so he just walks out and this fucker's flexing on him. Comes back 20 minutes later, 20, 30 minutes later, whatever it was, to get finished getting ready. And Van Damme just kind of starts mouthing off to him. And <laughs> Jason David Frank is like, this motherfucker know who I am? Like, that Green Ranger shit was a long time ago. Like, I'm a trained fighter now, bitch. Van Damme starts mouthing off. And so, according to the interview, according to the article that I read, Frank grabs him in a Muay Thai clinch just right around the neck, puts a knee just right into his chest and just holds it there. Like, doesn't hit him with the knee. Throws the knee, pulls it, but holds it right in his chest and tells him, are we done here or do you want to go? And Van Damme, from according to this article, again, allegedly, just kind of bitched out and said, oh, no, no, we're done. We're done. No, no, we're cool. We're cool. We're cool. And so Frank put the knee down and said, all right, you have a good day, and walked out. Again, I don't know how factual this is. I read that. I laughed my ass off because I just pictured the Green Ranger beating the shit out of fucking Frank Dukes from, uh, from, from Bloodsport. So... Anyway, Jean-Claude Van Damme versus Jason David Frank in a hypothetical fight. Who do you got? My money's on Frank. All right, now this next story I got confuses the shit out of even me, folks. It really does because I swear I saw this article. I saw this article where Shia LaBeouf had – is it LaBeouf? LaBeouf. Does it matter? Anyway. Shia LaBeouf has been, has been, it's official, has been cast as the new Wolverine. Now, I say that, I can't find that article anywhere again. I was drunk at the beach. I don't know if it was a figment of my imagination. I really don't know. But I swear to you, I saw an article that said Shia LaBeouf was officially cast as Wolverine. And I threw up a little bit in my mouth. I really did. Because you're going to get Shia LaBeouf. Again, hypothetically speaking, if this is true, there was like two-thirds of a bottle of Jack Daniels in my system. So I'm not entirely sure if this is factual. But let's say hypothetically it is. You're getting Shia LaBeouf to take over for, as, for Hugh Jackman? Are you fucking kidding me? Really? What serious? What is it with these scrawny fucking dudes? And I'm talking. I'm, this is going back to the Robert Pattinson thing. Pattinson took over for Affleck as Batman, and now we may or may not have Shia LaBeouf taken over for Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Are you shitting me? Again, I don't know if this is an official story. I don't. But we're, I'm just gonna. Take it like it is, all right? I'm just going to – again, this might have been a drunken hallucination. I've had many of those. But one thing I have found – again, I haven't been able to find that article again. But one thing I have found is a shit ton of people have photoshopped Shia LaBeouf as Wolverine. Can we fucking stop that? Knock that shit off. Just – 
I can I can Photoshop my dad as Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't mean it's actually gonna fucking happen. All right. That is how we got George Clooney as Batman. That is before Photoshop was a fucking thing. Joel Schumacher was looking for the new Batman because Val Kilmer wasn't coming back. He was he had already signed to do the Saint. Schumacher sees Clooney um, on the cover of GQ magazine, which he's done thirty eight hundred times. And Schumacher takes a takes a pen and he starts drawing the Batman cowl on Clooney. And his own words, he looked good. And that's how we got George Clooney as Batman. Is there anybody out there that George Clooney is his favorite Batman? Can I find somebody that even thinks George Clooney was a good Batman? No. He was an amazing Bruce Wayne. Unfortunately, he did it in Ocean's Eleven, but that's a different story. But just because you can Photoshop a fucking costume on somebody does not make them fit for that role. That that would be that would seriously be like, let's say we find out Henry Cavill's not coming back as Superman, for whatever reason, conflict, they, contracts, whatever. Henry Cavill not coming back as Superman, and then two weeks later they say, hey, we found a new Superman. It's Steve-O. You would shit your pants. Find me one person. But look, we photoshopped the Superman costume on Steve-O and he looks great. Shut the fuck up. I've actually seen the Superman costume on Nicolas Cage. Doesn't mean he's going to be a good fucking Superman. Now, for the record, I know there's going to be a few people out there I just pissed off. And I'm going to answer your question right now. No, I have not seen The Tax Collector. I have not seen it yet. I have, however, seen Transformers 1, 2, and 3. I've seen Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, and I've seen Disturbia. And Screeching Spastic is pretty much his go-to. That's his default setting. I don't want Screeching Spastic as Wolverine. I, I don't. Maybe I go back and watch The Tax Collector, and if it's as good as everyone says, then I'll check it out. But until then, no, Shia LaBeouf does not get to be Wolverine. Shut up. Oh, wait. Okay. Now, as I'm writing this, I just see I just found an article that Shia LaBeouf has been cast as Iceman. He's going to play Bobby Drake. What the fuck? And I do find a video showing that they were in talks to get Shia LaBeouf to play Moon Knight. Okay, hold on. Hold on. So they wanted him for Moon Knight. Couldn't get him as Moon Knight. Uh, they... I may or may not have cast him as Wolverine, but now they have officially cast him as Iceman, as Bobby Drake. Oh, fuck it. I don't know what to believe anymore. Fuck this shit. I'm, I'm fucking done. Side note here, folks. You ever have that moment where you realize you're a complete tool? I don't know if I'm a complete tool. Partial tool. Here's what I mean. Going over the playback, I realize... Okay, in between segments, in, in between recording segments, I will turn a fan on because, as I've established, it's ridiculously fucking hot. So in between segments, I'll turn a fan on, and then I go listen to the playback on the segment I just recorded and found out that, yeah, that fan was blowing into the microphone for like the last segment and a half, because I'm a professional. I'm a dumb shit. I'm sorry. And as we've established what a dumb shit I am, we have a new sponsor. And the new sponsor is Stage Fright Clothing here in Bakersfield, California. They are at 1438 19th Street. Folks, I went into this store last week. This is awesome. Okay, so Stage Fright Clothing specializes 
in horror movie and rock and roll attire. All of their stuff is they have Jason, they have Exorcist, they have Pennywise. All their shirts, they also have Queen, they have the Dead Kennedys. It is all just rock and roll, punk rock, heavy metal, and horror movie stuff. Awesome. Awesome. And if you're not in Bakersfield here, you can go ahead and check out their website. They are at stagefrightclothing.com. Go ahead and check them out. They also have an Instagram at stagefrightclothing661 because that's our area code. We're Bakersfield. That's, yeah. So check them out. If you're ever in Bakersfield, go ahead to 1438 and 19th Street, or we can check them out at stagefrightclothing.com. Highly recommend it. I'm going to be dropping a lot of money in their store. That's pretty much a guarantee. Now, we're going to move over into the world of pro wrestling. we got a couple more stories before I wrap this up. Eric Bischoff did an interview that was posted in Ringside News, but originally did it on his own podcast, 83 Weeks, where he said that pro wrestling hasn't created any real superstars since John Cena. I will be the first one to say that Bischoff can be a lying sack of shit, but I can't really disagree with my opinion. That's just my opinion. But I can't disagree with him on this one. I really can't. And he describes what it means to get over. He describes that, yeah, you might be popping the crowd. You might have 20 or 30 people waiting by your car after an event to get pictures and autographs. And you might be getting ambushed at airports and gyms. But that doesn't mean you're over. This comes from the guy that watered the shit out of the NWO until you had guys like Stevie Ray and fucking Horace Hogan and fucking Vincent. And he was pushing Hogan in uh, in Impact like in 2006. If anybody knows how to get them how to not get somebody over, it's fucking Bischoff. But again, can't really disagree. Have we had any real superstars since John Cena? Now, I'm going to be fair. I will be fair and say Roman Reigns moved ratings numbers. He did. The, the Raws, the, the Monday Night Raws that Roman Reigns was on were always had higher ratings than the ones he wasn't on. So I will, be, I will be fair there. I don't know if he sold more tickets. I have no idea. But remember how over Austin got? Fucking white hot. Oh, my God. I, I was at a show here in town, here in Bakersfield. Uh, the main event was a fatal four-way for the WWF heavyweight title. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Undertaker, and Show. A show, not show. Kane, I'm sorry. The pop that Austin, his music got, blew up my damn eardrums. Oh my God, nobody's gotten that over in 20 years. All right. Speaking of which, The Rock is the highest paid action star in Hollywood right now. The Rock, The Rock just I don't know if I don't know if he meant to give Vince McMahon the finger. The Rock just went and purchased the XFL. <laughs> 7 million bucks and Rock goes, "Yeah, I got that. No problem." He just bought the fucking XFL. You know Vince is pissed. And John Cena also got huge 
He went out. He's doing movies now. And that's what they're talking about. That level of over. All right. Even Undertaker. Undertaker is pretty much done with wrestling. But even The Undertaker has ways of making money that don't involve Vince McMahon and the WWE. Did anybody hear what a royal shit fit that Vince McMahon had when The Undertaker started uh, uh, signed to do StarCast? It was just an appearance. Taker was just going to be sitting there signing autographs and taking pictures all day. And Vince shit himself. Because I don't think... Okay, folks, I'm going to get into this conspiracy theory. And I have, I've had this conspiracy theory for years. You might call me fucking retarded, but hear me out on this one. Vince McMahon does not like when his talent have the ability to go out and make money without him and the WWE behind him. Vince is basically the, the abusive husband that pays all the bills but still beats the shit out of you, but doesn't want you to be able to go out and make, you know, go out and support yourself so he can keep you under his thumb. Let's look at the history here. Hulk Hogan, when, when Hulk Hogan originally left the WWF, he said, that's it, I'm done, I'm retired, I'm going to go be a movie star. So he drops the title to Yokozuna and says, peace, I'm out. How well did Hogan's movie career go? Yeah, basically, I think Weird Al Yankovic made more money in movies than Hulk Hogan did. But movie career not going so well. He got to do Mr. Nanny and Suburban Commando and Thunder in Paradise, those other bullshit that he did. But he always made more money in wrestling. Well, Bischoff slid right in, and that's how we got Hulk Hogan in WCW. Once Hogan was making money in WCW, you had guys like Roddy Piper and Randy Savage that Vince said, you know what, you guys are too old to make any real money now, so you guys are going to be commentators. And these guys said, what the fuck? They go to WCW, and WCW made a shit ton of money with them. So now you have Hogan, you have Randy Savage, you have Roddy Piper who bailed, and they could make money without Vince McMahon and the WWF. We're going to fast forward a few years. Stone Cold Steve Austin comes along, and Austin ends up being the biggest money-making draw the WWF has ever had. Ticket sales, merchandise sales, pay-per-view buys. No one, even Hogan, no one made more money than Austin. Austin gets hurt, can't go anymore. Is Austin hurting for money? Fuck no. Austin's had three TV shows. Who took over for Stone Cold Steve Austin when Austin left? Maybe you heard of him. This guy called The Rock. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me translate. The highest paid action star in Hollywood right now. The Rock is so paid that he might have actually... <laughs> I just heard the story the other day and I laughed my ass off. The Rock may or may not have given Vince McMahon a giant middle finger because he bought the XFL. Anybody hear that story? The fucking Rock bought the XFL out of bankruptcy for $7 million, which ironically is, I think, how much the WWF paid for WCW in bankruptcy. Don't quote me on that, but I think they're the exact same amount. But Rock said, oh, $7 million? Oh, fuck yeah, I got that. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. That you're over to that degree 
And then you have John Cena, who John Cena, God bless him, was a fucking workhorse for 15 years. And now Cena wants to be a movie star. So good on him. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope it works out. Undertaker. The Undertaker. If you watch that documentary, The Last Ride, Taker's wrestling career is over. He's acknowledged it. He's he's the gunslinger, and he's he's, you know, trailed off into the sunset. Good for him. But two or three years ago, Undertaker signed to do an autograph signing at WrestleCast. StarCast. 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 I'm sure he got paid a shit ton to just sit there and take pictures and sign his name over and over again. But Vince McMahon shit his fucking pants because Undertaker is at an event, the same event the Young Bucks are at and Kenny Omega and all the AEW guys. So there were fucking rumors just going nuts that Undertaker's going to AEW. That's what makes Vince McMahon just shit himself. Okay, when you are able to go out and you are able to make money without the WWF and without Vince McMahon. And so, again, here's the conspiracy theory. They want to get people over to a certain degree, but they don't want to get them so over to the point where they can go out and make a living without Vince and without the WWE machine behind them. CM Punk, another one, didn't have the greatest outing after WWE, but he was able to do it. You know, Punk's not hurting for money. What other names are on the list? Chris Jericho, John Moxley, all left WWE, and they, I mean, they just said, you know what? Fuck it. We got other options. We got other... Chris Jericho, who's actually one of my heroes because Jericho pursued pro wrestling, pursued you know, his music, he pursued acting. He had all these other interests that he said, you know what? I don't necessarily need pro wrestling. I love pro wrestling, but I can make money in all these other areas as well. So that's why we're getting the Seth, uh, Seth Rollins, you know, Seth Rollins, a company guy through and through. He's not going anywhere. Randy Orton, not going anywhere. Fucking Randy Orton is main eventing SummerSlam. This weekend. Randy Orton won his first title in 2001. This motherfucker has been doing this for 19 years. And we are still watching him main event. See, that's that's my point. Vince doesn't want you going anywhere. So he's going to keep pushing the guys that he knows aren't fucking going anywhere. Now, Drew McIntyre, they've made Drew look, look like a fucking monster. But it's too early to see if Drew is really over because it sucks for Drew, but he won the title during quarantine and, you know, his entire run has been fucking COVID related. So it kind of sucks. But anyway, so that's that's kind of the, the conspiracy theory. That's why we have to see the fucking McMahons. We keep bringing back Shane. We keep bringing back Stephanie because Vince knows those his kids aren't going to leave him. Well, Shane did leave. Besides the point, Vince knows that his family isn't going to leave him. Shane's not going anywhere. Stephanie's not going anywhere. Triple H isn't going anywhere. The downside is they're probably going to kill him for the Empire. So here's hoping. 
All right, and the last story I got for you today is Ray Fisher is back, folks. CBR.com is reporting that... Now, last time we talked about Ray Fisher, he was bitching about his treatment on the set of Justice League by Joss Whedon. He called Joss Whedon unprofessional and abusive, and this was unacceptable, and he just bitched up a storm about his treatment. Now, to be fair, maybe Joss Whedon is... Maybe he's a dick. Maybe. I don't know. I met the man. I had a three-minute conversation with him. He was cool as shit to me. But maybe it sucks to work for him. I don't know. But Fisher is back, and he is now complaining about Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns being the uh, chief executive in charge of... I don't fucking know. I didn't research, I didn't fucking write it down because it wasn't important. But he said that Jeff Johns, he called Jeff Johns a Joss Whedon enabler. He said on Twitter that during the LA reshoots for Justice League, Jeff Johns summoned me into his office and belittled and admonished me about my attempts to take my grievances up the proper chain of command. He then made thinly veiled threats toward my career. So let me get this straight. You work for Joss Whedon, and Joss Whedon was a dick. You work with Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns was a dick. Anyone else think Fisher's the problem? I'm, I, I don't, I've had those coworkers that just bitch about everybody. I know that guy's, that guy hates me, and this guy hates me, and that, dude, maybe you're just being a douche. Maybe, let's, let's be honest, maybe you're being a douchebag. Here's the part that's funny as shit to me. Ray Fisher actually said on Twitter that I can't get into too much detail because I signed an NDA. You know what? Ray Fisher's talking a lot of shit for somebody that signed a fucking non-disclosure agreement. Non-disclosure means shut the fuck up. Ray Fisher, not shutting the fuck up. Now, like I said in my Don't Be a Dick show, Joss Whedon is not being accused of doing anything illegal. Basically, what this comes down to is Ray Fisher is saying Joss Whedon was mean to me. That's that's what this comes down to. <laughs> Directors say mean things hurt my feelings. That's basically what Ray Fisher's bitching about. And now he's bitching that Jeff Johns, I told Jeff that he hurt my feelings and Jeff didn't do anything. Jeff's a dick too. That's what this comes down to. Like, dude, you got paid to play Cyborg in Justice League. Shut the fuck up. You were going to get paid to play Cy Cyborg again in the exact same movie, but a different version with the Snyder Cut. Shut the fuck up. Now, going back to Joss Whedon is not being accused of doing anything illegal. He's basically accused of hurting Ray Fisher's feelings. Even though he signed a non-disclosure agreement, if Whedon, hypothetically speaking, if Whedon had done anything illegal on the set, you can still report that. If a crime was committed, an NDA does not keep you from does not prevent you from reporting a crime. So the fact that he doesn't want to violate his non-disclosure agreement tells me that he's just kind of being a bitch over something. Just my opinion. But again, if you're bitching about Joss Whedon, 
and then you're bitching about Jeff Johns, and he's also bitched about other Warner Brothers executives, but he hasn't named them by name. Yeah, dude, you're just kind of being a whiny bitch here. Grow the fuck up. This is how the real world works. We all have bosses that we would love to stab in the face, but we don't get to. I have had a ton of bosses that I would love to punch in the throat. And I wasn't getting paid nearly what somebody would be getting paid to be in a Warner Brothers movie. So, honestly, Ray Fisher, shut the fuck up. And speaking of shutting the fuck up, it's time for me to take my own advice. We are about to hit the 37-minute mark, folks. So, anyway, thank you for hanging out again. I am Greg Hernandez, the Ninja Nerd Warrior. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, uh, you know what? I'm I'm really I've been lazy when it comes to YouTube. Not gonna lie, I was actually making video podcasts for the longest time, and I stopped at episode seven. So, uh, and this is gonna be episode thirty-one. <laughs> So, what I've been doing in the meantime, since I have all this quarantine time to deal with, I've been going back and I've been converting a lot of the audio podcast episodes 8 through 31 into video podcasts. So, you can go ahead and go up to YouTube. You can check those out. And if you are listening to this podcast right now, obviously you know where to find it. But if you don't, or if you want to recommend this show, which I highly would appreciate, you can find me on Apple Podcasts. You can find me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from. And with that, I'm going to wrap it up, folks. Thanks for hanging out with me again today. And take care, and I will talk to you again next time. All right, thanks for letting me take care of that, everybody. And I am the Ninja Nerd Warrior. You can find me on all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And you can drop me a line on any of those. Hit me up. Say what's up. Say, if, you know, if you like the show, if you don't like the – you know what? Don't tell me if you don't like the show. Um, but, yeah, hit me up, and it would be good to hear from you guys. If you're listening to this podcast, you already know where to find it. But in case you don't, you can find this anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. I am talking Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere. So I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye, folks. And uh, you guys take care. Talk to you later.